Good morning, historians of the internet. Welcome back to the Old History Appalachian History Podcast. So before we begin today, I have to share the unfortunate news that a very, very dear friend of mine and Tennessee historian, Mr. Lynn Fox, has unfortunately passed away. He passed away on the 26th. Um, If his family is uh, listening to the podcast, you have my condolences and the support of old history. So may he rest in peace uh, under the command of the great captain in the sky. All right. So let's dive right in. Uh, before actually, before I, in his honor, um, in Mr. Lynn Fox's honor, I did make a video about Governor John Sevier. Uh, during the reenactments, Lynn Fox always loved to play as John Sevier. He'd done a swell job at it. All right. So today's podcast is going to be about the 1886 War of the Roses, uh, which took place well up in Carter County. So, and I'm reading this from CarterCountyHistory.com. I uh, don't know who wrote it, but credit full credit to the person who wrote it. It's a great article. All right. So this took place in the late 1800s in 1886 when two Carter County sons ran for Tennessee governor. It was Republican Alfred A. Taylor, who against brother Robert L. Taylor. Now, Bob won 126,000 to 109,000, served two terms as governor. So, how did this happen? Well, when Alfred and Bob Taylor, who were from... Elizabeth and Johnson City, they ran against each other. And since it involved family members, like the famous military campaign in medieval England, the race was called the War of the Roses. Now, the Taylor household had apparently been divided since the boys were young, and their father, who was a a Methodist minister, served in Congress as a Whig party. But their mom was the sister of a Democratic Speaker of the Tennessee House of Representatives, who had been who had became a Confederate senator from Tennessee. That was uh, Landon Carter Haynes. During the Civil War, their father was a staunch supporter of the Union, and their mother's sympathies were with the South. Some were say the brothers were born into, brought up in, and is destined for conflict. So in June 1886, the Republicans met in Nashville and on the first ballot nominated none other than Alfred Taylor for governor. Two months later, the Democrats met in Nashville, and after 15 ballots, they chose Alfred's brother, Bob, as their nominee. So the brothers decided to campaign together. They often shared a room and even slept in the same bed. The first of 41 debates was held in September in Madisonville. Bob declared, I have a very high regard for the Republican candidate. He is a perfect gentleman because he is my brother, he said in uh, quote-unquote. In Chattanooga, a joint committee of Republicans and Democrats prepared a fine welcome. Then the brothers were allowed some time before each was to speak from their hotel balcony. Both brothers wanted to make the best speeches possible. 
and Alfred had even prepared a totally new manuscript for the occasion. And then he left the hotel briefly to visit friends. While Alf was visiting, Bob uh, began his speech. Now, Alfred soon heard a pretty familiar phrase, and he listened for a moment, and then ex exclaimed, Great Scott, listen, he is quoting the text of my speech word for word. And in fact, Alfred's brother was delivering a familiar and beautiful speech, including such carefully crafted lines as these, quote-unquote, The illustrious dreamers and creators in the realm of music, the Mozarts, the Beethovens, the Handels, the, I'm not going to try and pronounce that, have Scaled the purple steps of the heaven it sounds, unbarred in its opal gates, and open to its holy of hope to the rapt ear of the world. In their wonderful creations of melody, they have given the new interpretation and a sweeter tongue to nature and an audible voice to the music of the stars. Surely humanity can never forget God, our, God or our civilization sink to a lower plane while their works endure. Alfred, uh, in end quote, Alfred had rushed to their room, but it was too late. The manuscript was gone. Bob had it, and he did not return it until he had read all of Alf's entire speech to the crowd. Now, generally, the Taylor, brother, uh, the Taylor candidates sought to entertain crowds with music and witty remarks, rather than confuse people with petty issues. Now, they both played the fiddle, and while Alf was the better fiddler, Bob usually had the sharper wit. On one occasion, Bob had said that while they both were born of the same mother and nursed at the same breast, Alfred's milk sired him and made him a Republican. And his last speech at Bluntville before the election, Alfred told the crowd, I say to you now that after all these eventful struggles, I still love my brother as, as of old with undying affection. But politically, my friends, I despise him. Now, Bob was not to be outdone by Alfred. He said, I thank God that it has been reserved for Tennessee to declare to the world that politics cannot sever the tender relations of my brotherhood. I love the man who has borne the Republican standard as dearly as in the old days, long ago when we slept side by side and shared our youthful joys and griefs. I have never seen that hour that I would not willingly lay down my life or save him, nor the day that I would not lay down my life to destroy his party. I'm Bob would win by 13,000 votes, and Alfred, however, did not quit. Still, the next election, he won a seat in Congress where he served three terms. And in 1921, he finally won a race for governor when he was 72. So there you have it, folks. It's the Tennessee War of the Roses. And um, the reason it's called the War of the Roses is because um, in England, um, Basically, a house divided against itself fought. One was called a white rose, and uh, one was a white rose, and one was represented by a blood red rose. It was the House of York and the House of Lancaster, respectively. And that took place in the uh, mid 15th century. Um, Actually, as I told you wrong, with the House of Plantagenet and the House of Lancaster and the House of York. All right, so that was in the 15th century. That's not even anything to do with America, but that's what it's referenced to. It just goes to show you that uh, back then politics were taken a little bit more seriously, and uh, it seemed that people were 
out for their fellow man, to say the least. But old history isn't a, a political uh, a political stage. It's not a political media. So with all that being said, uh, again, I'd like to express my condolences to the Lynn Fox family. I um, hope everybody has a great weekend, and uh, I'll catch you next Saturday.